0: What is going on, my fitness coaches? My name is Brian Mark. I'm the host of the number one podcast for online fitness coaches, and I built my fitness business to over $50,000 a month before I became a mentor for others. In the last three years, I've helped over 200 online coaches hit $10,000 a month in their online coaching business. Now let's get into today's episode. What is going on, my fitness coaches? Welcome to another episode of the Change Lives Make Money Online Trainer podcast, the number one show for online coaches who are trying to grow a successful online business. In today's episode, I'm joined by my man who I've actually never had a real conversation with other than Instagram DMs and voice memos, Cole Taylor. What's going on, Doc? How are you doing today? What is up,
1: dude? It's an honor to be here. It's a lot of trust just throwing somebody on your show without really talking. So I guess my my voice my most did justice. So,
0: so let's do a little bit of backstory because that's funny that you say that it's a lot of trust because I don't trust a lot of people, but I do trust people that are in my circle that vouch. So Natasha Storm, is she's actually one of my like closest mastermind coaches and one of my closest friends. And so you're working with Natasha. I saw you on Natasha's page and I actually ended up following you and sending you a message because I liked your story and you <laughs> thought it was a virtual assistant. Yeah. I was like, oh, sir, this was me. So yeah. Dude, tell me a little bit about what you do, who you are. I know you've got like three businesses, right? So how did this happen? How did this guy come to life?
1: Well, first off, Natasha is awesome. She's incredible and had a, a lot of good chances to talk to her. It was on her podcast too. I actually thought it was your virtual assistant because I sent it to her and was like, dude, this is your boy. And she was like, tell my VA team I said, what's up? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and so I figured it was her team. So, so yeah, I started seeing your stuff and Cole from Her posting and resharing. And I'm like, your community looks awesome. Anything I can do to get connected with them? Like, I just love being around like minded, high energy people that love, you know, love bringing impact. So that was where the draw was for me. And then it all kind of just, yeah, it was kind of funny. But as far as who I am, when you talk about three businesses, you could probably say there's like 50 businesses. That's what it feels like sometimes, but my two focuses are one, which is the starting line. That is our what you would call a online fitness coaching business. I call it something totally different. And this is because our target market responds to this better. It's a concierge service for Mm. fitness. So we essentially are coaches as well as fitness executive assistants for our clients. So all of our clients are business owners. They're traveling a ton. And so we Mm. pair our our diet programs and our workout programs with a high-level concierge service that does basically everything food and workout related for them outside of actually eating and doing it. So we order the food and supplements for them every week. It shows up at their house. They're traveling. We'll send it ahead of time. We'll book gym passes for them on the road. We'll send Uber Eats to their conference room if they're you know, running an event. You know, book a chiropractor appointment. Like find them a personal trainer in a location. Like whatever we got to do to make sure they do their workout or have food to eat, like we just take care of it for them. So we look at more like a concierge service. So that's one thing. That's uh, the starting line. That's my baby. I don't actually do any of that fitness coaching and I haven't for a good while.
0: How long have you had that business? So
1: that officially launched like eight months ago. Wow. It it was a, it was kind of a shutdown rebrand. So my business partner has been doing online fitness coaching for over 10 years has a massive following, you know, super successful. I was doing more life and business consulting because I have a master's of business and a lot of certifications that that's, that was my world, but I also love fitness and I had done a ton of fitness coaching too, as part of my life coaching. I have certifications there I was a college athlete and so we ended up partnering after a conversation saying like how can we just make a bigger impact together let's let's build something new and I wanted to bring my love for just building business and acquisition so marketing and sales he didn't yeah, want to do right. any of that he just wanted to coach people and give people great results and so it's like a yeah. perfect mix yeah so how can we how can we combine these to make this better and so I had been doing coaching you know on and off the last eight to ten years in between other like I was a full-time pastor uh, while I was getting into coaching. So that's a whole other long story. But yeah, that's the starting line. I, but again, I don't do any of that coaching. All of my time outside of that is business consulting. So mm-hmm. I could break that down and what that actually looks like, but that's probably the easiest way to explain it. Dude, I want to hear all about it. Tell me what the business consulting. I'm <laughs> yeah, for it. So The individual consulting that I do is for... Businesses that are what I call in viability phase. So they have tons of revenue coming in. Like they've proven they can sell and market a product, but what they haven't done well is build systems and processes and a team that can actually lead to scale. So mm-hmm. when I and I put a framework called empire, it's empire operating system, very similar to EOS, I argue that it's better. It's a, a newer kind of up and coming one, but I'll meet with the team. I'll implement this everything from what KPIs are we tracking to what is our meeting schedule to. You know, what core processes need to be built out in the business, who needs to be hired to run these. So basically, it's a framework that we drop in the business that allow them from the place they are of, hey, we can make money, but we're not consistent to
0: let's get a system to scale
1: and then businesses just take off. It's you know, it's crazy to see what we do with those those
0: businesses. See, that's super cool. It's so funny because I have the complete opposite skill set that you have. I'm dead serious. Like when it comes yeah. to like systems, operations and like the back end stuff, like that is the stuff that I just Absolutely despise.
1: Yeah. Well, so to be fair, I hate that stuff too. Like I hate actually doing it. So I'm a, I'm like high visionary. It's all like, let's just dream and run. But I have enough of it in me and understanding to see why it's valuable to be able to explain to other visionaries, like let's build this together. Mm. Obviously, we're just not going to be the ones that do it. You need an operator. I don't do that. I don't actually run the back end stuff for my business. My business partner does. I yeah. just don't build out the frameworks and then I'm like, you got to do this. I can't I'm like, I'm done. i touch it get a kid. So we're probably very similar in that. I only like marketing and sales, but I have enough understanding and passion for the systems. I just don't want to actually do them.
0: That's interesting. So that's your second business and you have a third one as well. So what's your third one? So honestly, there's a few, I own some
1: supplements and protein shake shops across the local area that I live in. I also coach for a few business coaching groups. Like I've, I'm a partner in some of them. So if you can call, call it, I'm an owner. Depends on how you want to look at it. I just am not, it's not my baby of those. I just have, you know, part ownership and I help coach or I'll show up for events and MC. The really only two things I spend a lot of time on is the business consulting and then
0: our the starting line. Yeah. It's, it's so funny because like whenever I meet somebody online, you can always tell when somebody's doing something. It's yeah. like, I don't exactly know what this <laughs> kid is doing. Know what this looks like. I'm like, I don't know what exactly this is. I'm like, I think he's an online coach, but I'm like, I also think <laughs> he does some business consulting. but like, yeah. yeah, you're doing some damage, bro. Like you're making an yeah. impact. It's
1: really cool. It's fun. That's what I love is I get very, very bored, probably to a detriment by just doing one thing. And I've had to actually yeah. try of decompress down so I could find some sort of velocity of focus. I love being able to help people in all different ways. Like the coaching programs I help run, it's like internal man, it's physical body, it's relationships and it's business consulting because they're all so important. Same thing with our fitness stuff. Like, you know, we sell them on fitness, but when you get in a lot of what we talk about is mindset, it's habits and routines, it's personal development, because those are so necessary to
0: being consistent in any area. And so I'm just passionate Mm -hmm. about helping people in all these
1: areas. That's why it's so kind of sporadic, but
0: to me, it all ties together. Mm. What would you say is like one of your like main motivators? Like what's your like, what's like a driving force for you?
1: Oh, man. So it depends on how far you want to get in backstory. But I have gone through a ton of loss in my life. Yeah. I lost my mom when I was born, lost my dad when I was in high school. And that loss, I think really any pain in life leaves people with a choice. Like, what am yeah. I going to do with this? Do I crumble? Do I allow this to like, just this is my life, woe well, is me? Or do I turn this you know, pain into purpose? Yeah. And so for me, that's a big thing that drives me is like, I've gone through all of this and I don't want other people to face some of the things that I have. One, two, I, I want to be a helping hand to pull through hard times. Like I've had people for me. And so a big mm-hmm. part of the why I'm passionate about fitness is my dad actually passed away from a heart attack. His dad passed away from a heart attack when he was a young age too. Wow. The men on my mom's side of the family have all had heart attacks. And so that's that's like rampant in my family. And then I'm very passionate about like, hey, you can't be the best version of you if you're not healthy because you just won't be around. First off. And so that that drives me a ton. But on the second piece, like I said, of being a helping hand. So not just preventing, but being a helping hand of bringing people through. Like my, what I would call my stepmom, even though she's not like she's my mom now. I love her so much. When my dad passed away, she every day, still to this day, would speak life over to me. And send me messages that you are a champion. You're a champion. Like, I believe in you. You're a champion. Mm. Still, to this day, I get that. And the amount of life that I felt in me, even when I didn't see it for myself, just from her words, changed everything for me. And so I think about that every time I'm coaching people. I'm like, man, if I could just have give what my stepmom gave to me during their tough situation, like who knows what's possible. And so... Mm. Yeah. That's
0: powerful, dude. Yeah, it's a lot. That's cool. I love that. I think that it, the reason I asked that, man, is I think that there's a lot of people that want the entrepreneurship and they want the, the success and they want the all of the accolades that come with being an entrepreneur. But I truly don't think that a lot of people understand what actually goes into it. And like I wouldn't say it's it's challenging per se, but I, I think the the right word is like it requires all of you. And so oh. I'm like, I'm always like curious when I meet other successful entrepreneurs, like, what is it like inside of you that like like wakes it up? Yeah. And I think that you nailed it is like it's the it's the pain because it's the pain for me too. Mm-hmm. Like the pain is, is what drives me. I, and when I was younger, I didn't meet my dad until I was 26 years old. Wow. I danced around from house to house to house from like, mm-hmm. you know, young age. And I didn't have a lot of support when I was younger. And the only People that ever believed in me, like were my grandma and my aunties. So number one, like having a business that I I can actually like provide for my family is very important. But like, I remember when I went through my, my drug addiction, my grandma was the only person that never gave up on me, no matter what. And she was always like, I believe in you. Like you can do this. Like you're going to be okay. Like you can get through this. And so that is something that I really resonate with. And that's something that I like try to do in my coaching programs. Like I try to believe in my clients so hard that they start to believe in themselves. You know, that's powerful question for you.
1: Do you feel like, and maybe this hasn't been a shift for you? Do you feel like there was a point that you shifted, or were ever running like from the pain, like I've got to prove that I'm not this thing, or I'm better than this? Or was there ever a shift where you shifted away from like maybe there was a healing you found? Yep. You shifted towards like, hey, I'm not, I'm no longer like afraid of this thing anymore. Now I just want to like help others not feel that same thing, or like because that's I feel like a big shift that I've had is over the last maybe three or four years, I'm no longer like running from that thing and I'm not scared of it and I fully embraced it to now it's like, I own this. This Actually, I'm thankful for it. It makes me who I am. Yes. Like I'm hiding it. I'm like, I have to achieve to prove I'm still worth it to now it's like, this is who I am and I want to help you get through that too. Like, do you feel like there was a shift ever at some point? Yeah,
0: that's such a good question. I feel like, thank you for asking that. I think that when I was like, first starting to become successful, I needed to do it because it was the pain, but it was also like, I felt like I needed to prove people wrong. Yeah, You know, like starting to achieve more success and people were like mm-hmm. hating on me or like people didn't like me. And yeah. I, was, I felt like I was like, oh, I just like, yeah, I'm going to make it so that I can prove all of you yeah, guys are wrong. wrong yeah. And then I remember like, even so the house that I'm living in right now, it's like a 6,500 square foot house. I'm super grateful. Right. You know, I got an own iron energy gym on the West side in Kelowna. It's like a 20,000 yeah. square foot gym. Gym's bumping. As You're soon as make, I started actually, a trip. dude, you do. I'm telling you, <laughs> Natasha and me are over here. But as soon as I actually started like achieving the success and it was no mm-hmm. longer like, It wasn't like debatable whether or not I made it. Like I fucking made it. I was like, I just, I no longer felt the need to prove anybody Yeah. I no longer felt the need to prove myself. I was like, I just did it. And I was like, I'm like, I did it. And now like I can tell you, and this is a personal thing. It's like the reason I'm, I'm financially motivated in the sense that I like having a target that I can shoot for that I can beat. But the most rewarding thing for me in my whole fucking life is taking somebody that doesn't believe in themselves or taking somebody that doesn't have any entrepreneurial skills. Or taking somebody that like just doubts their ability to be able to succeed and showing them how to be a successful entrepreneur. That's my driving factor. Is like when I meet somebody in person and they're like, "You changed my life." Like, yeah. thank you. It's incredible. You know, like, that to me is so much more rewarding than any financial accolades, or and it's so much more motivating than any sort of pain that I feel because I feel the same as you. Like, I feel like pain is like is a gateway to transformation. Now, like, mm-hmm. when I go through pain. I'm like, yo. I'm like, yeah. even now, like I've, I've been out. I've been out for the last three <laughs> weeks because of my foot. And at yeah. first it was painful. And then I was like, this is a gateway to transformation. Like, I'm like, I'm going to use this to my advantage. I'm like, my pain is my opportunity, you know? So it's like choosing to view it as in a way that exactly like you said, like you're grateful for. And now mm. it becomes a superpower instead of something that holds you back.
1: You know, Dude, that's an incredible shift of mentality. I think I've started to see that even in failures, you know, failure is relative. It's I set this massive target and I just came short. Mm. I'm starting to get thankful for those moments because I'm like, Hey, if I would actually hit that, I wouldn't have learned what I need to learn to make mm. up this gap. And so now next time when I set a new goal, like I have this new mentality, this new skill that I have brought on because I had to go figure out what went wrong. Yeah. So I'm now like, obviously you want to crush goals, but I'm getting more excited sometimes with not quite meeting a
0: goal because I'm like, sweet, there's something I got to learn. I got to figure out what mm. I need to grow in now. I love yeah. that. I think that that's so important because I think that a lot of people, what they do. And I so first of all, I have a fundamental like philosophy on life that I think that success is inevitable. Like I truly think that if you have a vision- and you, let's say, let's say like your vision is to make $10,000 a month, $100,000 a month. You know, you want to yeah. be, you want to have a thousand clients, whatever it is. Yeah, I truly do believe that if you have that vision and you believe in it, then success is actually inevitable. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Totally. But I think that a lot of people don't subscribe to that philosophy or that, that doesn't ring true for them because when adversity hits or when they're like going after their goal, and let's say their goal is to sign 10 new clients this month and they only sign six, mm-hmm. immediately they view that as like, I'm not good enough to sign 10 clients. And like, there's something wrong with me and I'm like broken or like, I'm not cut out for this. And they throw in the towel before they like learn the lesson, like you said, in order to get them closer. Whereas I think like if my goal is to sign 10 and I only sign six immediately, my brain goes like, okay, cool. Like how can I improve? Like, what can I do to get better? Like, how can I evolve? Like, what am I missing? Like, how can I add more tools to my tool belt so that I can get one step closer? Because it's like, it's an opportunity to learn and grow and get better. And I think that success is inevitable as long as you keep fucking going. Yeah. It's so many people just throw in the towel too early or they get down on themselves. And so they'll stop working towards their goals and then they have to restart the momentum where it's like yeah. you just keep moving forward, man. Like your success is inevitable.
1: That's something that I struggled with a ton to to learn as well. Is I would get super high every time I crushed a goal and then super pissed off whenever I didn't, mm-hmm. but realizing that I was essentially just tying my identity to that, you know, that accomplishment or that goal. But what I think you've probably realized too, and a lot of people here that have started to see some success, is that that feeling never really changes. Like the goal just gets higher and higher, and then mm. the feelings are just highs and lows. Still, like it's like what yeah, are we yeah. doing? I doing? I'm ten times yeah. successful. Yeah, I was last year, but I'm still just as frustrated. Like for me, the biggest shift happened yeah. when I started to place my identity and a who, like this is just who I am. And these are the actions and habits that I have and the inputs versus the things that I accomplish. It's not what I do. It's funny because the outcomes are just as good, if not greater, but my my frustration or peace isn't tied to this like external outcome. It's, did I do what I said I was going to do? Yeah, I did. Well, great. The thing followed anyways, but now I don't have this pressure to, I can only be happy if I hit the goal.
0: Just wanted to take a quick minute to say, I want to change your life. that reminds me of this quote of no matter where you go, there you are. I love it. You know, it's like no matter mm-hmm. where you go, there you are. So it's like, yeah, yeah sure. You're like, if your very if goal is to make X amount of dollars per month or your goal is to have a business that has X amount of people. Mm-hmm. Like that's cool. But if you take yourself there and you're unhappy or and you're frustrated, yeah. you're miserable, it's like, Still you're, gonna be, you're just going to be as unhappy or frustrated and miserable. And that goes right back into what you were talking about in terms of like running from your pain. Mm-hmm. It's like so many people will bury themselves in their work to hide from the fact that they're actually depressed. I love it. or to hide from the fact that they're like not happy with their relationship or to hide from yeah, the sure. fact that they're not happy with the person that they see in the mirror. Like it's, I think success is an inside out process. I honestly mm-hmm. do. And, I, and even now, like I'm telling you guys, like first, like for all the things that I've accomplished, like all of it has to do with my mindset and how I perceive situations and in the way that I approach life, because I agree. It's like my wife is laughing because we're like on track to hit our financial targets this year. And like. We're going to be opening up a second location for Iron Energy Gym. And I was talking to my wife about like how happy and how grateful I am for all the things that I've accomplished. She's like, yeah, you're happy and grateful for now. She's like, but as soon as you hit it, you're going to set the next target. I'm like, yeah. isn't that the process of life? You know, like that's for me. It's like, that's why I love business. It's yeah. like, Ro and I evolved to hit the new level. And uh-huh. I'm like, okay, this is rad. And I'm like, what's next? You know, like, I'm always like reaching for that next level. I call it like grateful, but never satisfied yeah. for me. Like, I'm yeah. so fucking grateful for everything that I've accomplished because like, you know, just like your stepmom would speak greatness over you. It's like, I'm so aware that my potential is unlimited. So like, yes, it's great now, but why would I settle for this when I know that I'm capable of more?
1: Yeah. There's always got to be that unsatisfied or that hunger. Otherwise you, you just get stagnant. But I love what you said about business and life just being a, an inside out process. I actually say that quote all the time of wherever you go, there you are. Really? Yeah. Like I say that almost every day, because typically, oh, so especially when it comes to business consulting, and this is why I love that we do, we do health and mindset as well as the business stuff is because when I go work with a team or a business owner, the first thing I ask about is them. Like, hey, because mm. if wherever you go, there you are. If you're not healthy, if you're not growing, and you now show up to lead your team in that way, like how do you expect to lead in the way you need to?
0: Yeah. So Yo, we, we need some of your energy in my mastermind, bro. Dude, come on, I'm him. But that, like, a lot of times,
1: especially when we, we structure these coaching programs, these people come in like, "Hey, I'm I'm at 30k a month. I'm trying to get to you know 100k a month." Sure, cool. Let's talk about your daily habits and routines. Like, what do you mean? Like, no, give me the business strategy. I'm like, no, until we make That's you, it. it doesn't matter because you got to build a business man before you build a business plan. That's another one we say. The wow. thing that, that shifted my perspective was someone asked me this question: If I gave your business to Elon Musk, what would happen? And I'm like, well, it'd probably be way way bigger. And on the inverse, if we gave you Tesla, what would happen? I'm like, well, I'd probably I'd shit the bed. It'd be awful. But the question is, is interesting. Like, but interesting. think about this: like, it's not that. And obviously, Elon has incredible experience and resources or whatever. But the idea is that he has just become a better leader. Like, if he would make You're it, just my business right, better right? because he is a better leader. He's smarter. He's more consistent. He's put more time in the seat. And same thing is like, I don't have the leadership ability yet to be able to run Tesla. And so it's not that you just need this practical hack on how to get you know, five more clients this month. You just got to become a better leader. Most of the time, if you become a better person and you show up differently, like new strategy doesn't really matter. It just, it comes to you because you become better. And so that, that's
0: to- so interesting i feel like you just shocked me i'm like i'm like <laughs> my mind bended on like on the podcast i'm like yeah no, that is like that is some fire shit
1: now obviously there's got to be practical business yeah. knowledge and i'm not discounting no, that you, no but most I, get, of the time, like, I know
0: exactly what you're saying i can though, like, give you the
1: perfect game plan to tell you yes. exactly what to do if you're not the yes. leader that needs to maintain that yes. it doesn't matter just yes
0: it's so fucking funny that you say that because you know as the leader for so our million dollar mastermind right now is yeah. absolutely incredible we've got Seven students that have crossed one hundred thousand dollars a month. Incredible! And we've guy. got I'm like we've got Natasha in there, and Natasha Tarcheski is like so good at systems, and she's yeah. like helping me systemize the program. But I'm always trying to teach like my brains to you know mm-hmm. people, and I'm like, how do I? Yeah. I'm trying to download my brains into like my students because I'm like, I got my business to thirteen hundred clients. You know, we've got seventy five people in the mastermind. So like, if I can teach you how to do that. I'm like, you're going to be massively successful. But this is an absolute fundamental truth. And yeah. that is like the way that I got my business to 1300 clients is I worked on my fucking self. And that's mm-hmm. like, that is the truth is like, I leveled myself up. I worked on myself. I worked on my skill sets. i worked on my mindset. I worked on my, like that is what yeah. took me to the next level. And so like teaching that, of course, when you tell that to, you know, people that are in the million dollars, they're like, give me okay. the fucking blueprint. I'm like, <laughs> the blueprint is fucking you. I'm like, yeah. you're the blueprint. But it's like, it's hard to communicate that and really like get that through. I like the way that you said, this is like, it's give me the businessman before you get the business plan. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. If I take an incredible leader, I can put them in any industry, any business, and they will crush it because they've built themselves and they've built their knowledge in a way that they're just going to make whatever needs to happen, happen. Because yeah. like, I've got a great, a buddy of mine just sold his roofing company for like $60 million at a big exit. He knows yeah. nothing about roofing. He just, is the kid. seriously, we laugh about it. He was like, bro, I don't know shit about roofing. I, just know how, I know how to sell. I know how to market. I know how to lead people and build a business. And I just brought in people around me that actually knew the practical stuff. He's now building it like, up. He's got multiple other multi-million dollar exits he'll have over the next couple of years in totally different industries, just because he's like, I'm the man I need to be. Uh, he doesn't say that. He's not an arrogant asshole, but He's the man he needs to be. And because of that, like the business just builds itself around him because he just shows up differently than he would if he didn't have that.
0: Bro, I am shook right now. <laughs> so, no, Natasha's tuning in right now. Natasha's tuning in. Natasha, what's up? My girl. Yeah. yeah, I know. She's like my favorite people. I'm shook right now. I'm floored. Okay, so this is an exciting conversation. I have a yeah. question for you. So yeah. I'm listening, let's say that I'm listening to this right now and I'm like, yeah okay, give me the business businessman before the business plan. I'm like, I get that, Cole. Yeah. I'm like, but how do I level up my leadership skills? I'm like, yeah. what do I need to do to become a better leader? Like, I get what you're saying and it makes sense conceptually, but like I'm sitting here and I'm struggling with the idea of becoming a better leader because I don't even know what that looks like. Like, I don't right. even know where to start. Like, what do you say to somebody that is like, I need to work on my leadership skills. What's the first step?
1: Well, so I'm going to give two answers. One is it's going to sound kind of like a cop-out. Then I'm going to get practical action. But the first one is you just need experience first. Like The more you get reps, you'll learn that stuff. And mm-hmm. a lot of times people try to rush the process of growth in business. And You got to realize this is a long game and you just mm-hmm. need reps. But that's mm-hmm. not a cop-out to say, I can't be a great leader now. Some of it, you got to set the expectation that you're not going to have it immediately overnight. You've got to put the work mm-hmm. in over a long time horizon. And mm-hmm. then you look up in 10 years... And realize, oh, wow, I am a good leader now. But Mm. to rapidly accelerate those process for me, because I've had to have both these shifts, like I want it today. Well, it's not going to happen today, bro. You've been in business for a year. You just started this last week. You're not going to be an incredible leader. (laughs) Now, if you want to rapidly accelerate that process, two things have been massive for me. Is One is just habits and routines. Like Mm. I am consistent every day in a habit. And I build that habit. That I know will lead to the outcome I'm looking for. Like if it's my fitness, if we're all a bunch of fitness coaches here, what am I putting in my mouth and how am I moving my body? If I'm consistent Mm -hmm. in that and I track those every day, like it's hard to not have the body you want over a long period of time Mm -hmm. because you're consistent. Mm -hmm. Same thing with your mindset, relationships, business is like, I've got to have a consistent habit that's trackable that I can repeat to get to the outcome I want. But then mm. for me, on top of that has been just who I surround myself with. So mm. I've been incredibly consistent with habits and I have for most of my life that just was the athlete in me and I've just always been a hustler. But what is over the last couple of years, like begin to multiply that because I was already putting in the work is surrounding myself with people that just believe something dramatically more is possible. And so each mm-hmm. time I, like I've bought into hundreds of thousands of dollars of masterminds over the last couple of years, like too much money probably, but it's well worth <laughs> it. Seriously, like my business partners laugh at me and like, are you kidding me? We joined another one. I'm like, yes, we need it. But <laughs> every time I get in one of these groups and you know, one of our fitness clients, who's also my mentor in the consulting side that built this framework that I use, he exited one of his last business for $880 million. And I'm like, I get around him and I'm like, I know nothing about business. But when I hear yes. him talk and he's like, this, 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 and this, I'm like, I can do that too. Like just the belief of if he's shooting for a billion dollar exit next like surely I can have a couple million dollar exit, right? Like Or surely like, or whatever my target is. And so when I was first starting my fitness business, it's like, if I'm around a bunch of people that do 50 to hundred K a month, surely I can get mine to 10 K, right? Like I'm a hustler. I'm not going to be the worst one here. So if they're yes. doing it, I can do it. And so yeah. surrounding myself with people that believe more is possible and change that perspective on top of those habits, like that's where the, the snowball just happens.
0: Mm, dude, I love that. Good answer.
1: Powerful. I feel like an idiot in the rooms I'm in sometimes. I'm like, yeah, I've got a couple million dollar business and yours is a billion. Cool. I'm gonna just go share.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's cool, bro. No, that's cool. I fucking love that. That's really cool. I love that. Yeah.
1: What about you? What's been your catalyst to growth, you know, outside of the pain conversations we've had? Like what's the what's rapidly accelerated the process for you?
0: so number one, I think being extremely selective with who I surround myself with. And I think for like my most of my adult life, I've always ended up at the top of the fucking cup. So it's like cream rises to the top of the Mm -hmm. cup. So any mastermind or any program I've ever done, I started out as like the lowest earner and I ended up exiting as one of the highest. So I'm always interested in like figuring out who's in the room and then becoming the absolute fucking best. And I think somebody asked me about this earlier. They're like, what's your main motivator? So like when I first started podcasting, as an example, I figured out who was the best like podcaster in my spaces and who had the yeah. most episodes. Yeah. And it was like 220 at the time. It was Sterling Griffin before he yeah. like exited his, his business. Like um, yeah. When I started my podcast, I was like, he's got 225 episodes. I was like, I'm going to fucking beat him in the next year. So yeah. I said, he was putting out one a week. I was like, I'm going to put out five a week, every single got week for the next year. Yeah. And then I'm just going to pass. Him. And so then, and then once I did, now I'm at 670 episodes. We're almost at like a million downloads. Now yeah. I'm like, I'm like, now I want to get to a thousand podcast episodes yeah. because I'm like, There's no other business coach that has ever gotten to a thousand. So now I want to get to a thousand. So I'm super fucking competitive. And I think for me, something that's really accelerated my learning curve is like absolutely committing to an outcome and being 100% like relentless and ruthless in execution and then surrounding myself with people that are willing to go that fucking distance at the same time. Yeah, so like probably. Natasha Storm, the reason that me and her resonate on such a deep level is mm-hmm. like, that girl is willing to go the distance, whatever you know? it takes. Whatever yeah. it takes. It, like, it, it, we use the acronym W I F T, whatever it fucking takes. Like, yes. Like we now. go the distance. Like if our business is on fire and it's 11 PM, like yeah. we're on the phone, like putting it out. And same with my business partner, Colda Silva, like Colda Silva is like, He started out as an iron worker that was doing Percocets. And now, and he was like always chasing me on social media, like trying to catch me followers. And now Mm. homie has like 500,000 followers on TikTok, like 150,000 on Instagram. Like he just like, he just put the reps in, he put the work in and he was willing to go above and beyond it. So I think for me, like something that's really, that continues to accelerate my learning curve is like, this is the outcome that I'm committed to. And I will literally, like, I will die fucking in the pursuit of it. And I'm going to surround myself with other people that are willing to go that distance. And in, in terms of like mentorship, like I do believe in mentorship. Like I actually paid Pedro's Cooley and I'm going to go yeah. down there in Southern California and we're going to go, I paid him 25K for literally four hours of his time mm-hmm. just to like ask him questions for four hours. Uh, so I do believe in mentorship, but like when I take mentorship, I'm like, I'm going to ask you three questions and get this much direction and then I'm going to go. So like I'm the of person. I just like to run full speed until I like mm-hmm. hit a stopping point and then I'm like redirect my energy. So it's relentless commitment yeah. to an outcome and then surrounding myself with people that are willing to go the distance, I would say. Incredible. I love yeah.
1: it. Dude, it's so funny to hear how much alignment you have in a conversation with somebody, even though you've like know nothing about them or never met before.
0: And then it's like, oh, we say the same thing and we <laughs> believe the same stuff. Like no wonder we're in similar space. Dude, it's funny because when we started DMing back and forth, I told the podcast about this before you came on the live. I was like, I've never talked to this guy ever in my life. I'm like, but I have a feeling this podcast is going to be really <laughs> good. But that's what happened. So like yeah. when I believe that, like when you're on your path and this is and people always ask me, they're like, Yo, how do you find that circle though, right? Like what do you do to find that circle of people that are, you know, willing to go the distance? It's like you get yourself to a place where you are willing to go the distance. You've got to become that person all in on you. And Mm -hmm. when you start going all in on you, these relationships will just start to pop out of nowhere. Incredible.
1: It's like same thing with romantic relationships. Like I've, I have the most incredible person in my life. Like my girl is incredible, but I had to become the person that it took to attract her before I could ever have that same thing with business relationships. Mm. It's like, tell, I'm the leader I need to be. I'm not going to draw high level leaders around me to want to work with me. Like it just doesn't Mm. work like that. Mm. And so it's not about going around like, I got to find the perfect person. Like just be the perfect person. And those people are going to find you. It's not that hard.
0: Yeah. It's
1: not not complicated. It's just, you know, it's still difficult
0: to do. Yeah. I love that. Yo. So is there any final pieces of advice that you want to kind of drop any kind of nuggets that you want to drop on the podcast? Let's say, actually, this is how we're going to end it. If you had to go back and give 21-year-old Cole one piece of advice, what would it be? I think just the conversation we had around wherever you
1: go, there you are, and that it's going to take you become a better person for all these other things to happen. It's such an accurate reflection of my life. Whenever I spend the most time developing myself, the most happens externally. Whenever I pour into myself mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and my habits are dialed in is when I get the best results in every area of my life. And I I still struggle to remember that sometimes because I keep looking for the next thing and realizing, no, the next thing is just me becoming the next level. And so I think my word of encouragement to anybody watching is it's not about the next marketing routine. It's not your marketing technique. It's not about whatever it is that you feel like you're lacking to get to the next level. It's you just leveling up. like What habits do I have every day that is physically building me, mentally building me, helping me become a better leader, building my knowledge. If you'll do that and you just become a better leader, like you're going to see massive growth in every year of your life.
0: Mm. Powerful. Powerful, bro. I'm going to give one because I just gave, I don't, I don't know if i told you yeah. this, but before this podcast, there was two 17-year-old kids that came to my house. They interviewed me because they're like, you want to interview like a local successful entrepreneur? And they asked me the same question. They're like, yeah. if you could give yourself one piece of advice at 21, what would it be? And I said, goodness is the enemy of greatness. I think that there are so many people that end up going into their lives and starting to see a little bit of success. And then they start celebrating that. So I I was talking to these kids and one of them wants to do a clothing brand. I'm like, the worst mistake that you could make is doing your first clothing drop, making five grand and then blowing it on parties. My biggest mistake of your whole life. I'm like, take that money that you make and reinvest it and do that for the next five years. And then you'll have $5 million drops, not $5,000 drops. And I think that so many people end up getting complacent with like, a little bit of success, and I'm, I'm going to talk to you if you're in the Change Lives Academy because I know there's a lot of my students listening. This is also, yeah. If you're in the Million Dollar Mastermind, you make five ten thousand dollars a month, and you think you made it. But there's like there's another level for you. You know, there's like there's another level, and the other level is greatness. And the only way you get to greatness is like Cole said, like relentlessly executing on your habits, on yourself, on your rituals, and becoming the most elite version of yourself. But you'll never get there if you get complacent when things start to get good and you start chilling on those habits that made you successful in the first place because you know you think you got it all figured yeah. out.
1: There's probably a good amount of people here listening that one, either aren't in one of your communities yet or two are in the first tier that you mentioned that the reason why they're not leveling up is that because they're comfortable again, you need to either reinvest and join the higher one. Or mm-hmm. if you're not invested in yourself, you need to do what it takes to put yourself to be uncomfortable again. Otherwise, you're going to stay exactly where you are. So as a plug for him, like go join the next level of the program. That is what's going to get you the next level. Even if he taught you nothing new, just because you're in the place like, I'm doing this again, I'm reinvesting myself, I'm going to the next level, you would find the success anyways. But you add that with incredible knowledge, like, mm-hmm. you will not fail you just got to have a new commitment. I love
0: yeah. it. Dude. Thank you for coming on the podcast, bro. This is yeah. an honor.
1: It's an honor. Thank you so much. Look forward I to chatting it. again soon.
0: Yes. Where do people find you? So if they want to find out more about you, like, do you have a podcast? Do you have like, where do people find you if they want to find out Dude,
1: more? That's a great thing. I'm, I need to build a podcast. It's on the docket this year. But-
0: How do you not have a podcast? I'm like, you have a feel about- <laughs> like, it, bro.: like, bro, you're listening to this right now. And you think Cole needs to get a podcast, be like do a fucking podcast in the comments tell this only you need to podcast. I need to.
1: And that I will, but that's my commitment to you guys watching by the end of the year, we will have the starting line podcast. That's I'm putting that out there into the universe. I just travel and speak so much and I'm on other people's podcasts. It just hasn't been a priority. So I need to, but easiest way to find me is just Instagram. It's at Cole David Taylor. It's a great way to connect. I could give you websites and stuff, but you don't need to look at my content, like go find his help for business and, and fitness stuff. So just connect with me on Instagram at Cole David Taylor. I'm a pretty social person. Like I've actually kicked all of, I used to have VAs running my stuff. I just don't like I want to be tangibly touching all the people that come in and I love those conversations. So
0: if I can help anybody
1: with anything, like if I can get on a call with you and hang out and give you ideas, like I love pouring back into people. So just shoot me a message. I love to connect.
0: Boom. Guys, that's it. That's all. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Cole. I appreciate you, brother. Such an honor. Much love. Okay, we'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.